Welcome to the MGC Podcast, where we go deep into the Christian faith. My name is Alex Portillo, and I am your host. On today's episode, we are talking with Pastor Jana Lee about Philippians chapter 3, verse 1 through 11. We will be discussing the meaning of success, righteousness, and knowing Christ. And finally, how we see the gospel in this passage. As always, it is a privilege to have you with us. Enjoy the show. Christ loves us. God loves us and likes us, as amazing as that is, and created good things in us. The problem is when those things are the goal, when those things are the focus, when becoming personally successful, even for good ulterior motives, right? We can have good motives with our success. I want to help as many people as possible in life. All of those things can be good, but if they become the goal, they block us from Christ. And when our goals fail, and that's what happens, that's the problem, is at some point, all those good successes, something bad will happen. Things will fail. And we tie that into our spiritual success as well. Look out for the dogs. <laughs> Sounds like a missed opportunity. You, do you want to comment? Yeah, I just, when I started reading the text, I was really wishing I could have re retitled my sermon, Beware of Dog, you know, or something, Beware of Dogs. I just think that's a sermon title waiting to happen. I don't even know exactly why. It's clearly not the message of the whole thing. It, it wouldn't be the best sermon title to describe it, but it'd be such a good sermon title. I felt like just what you did with that first verse could have been a whole sermon you know, on itself. I see what you mean, and I think that's true. However, the flip side of that is I did some research and listening to sermons, and sometimes we have to be careful not to draw too much out. We can, we can make it more than it is. It was part of a whole picture, and when we separate it out too much, we miss the whole picture. And so I think it was good to not draw that part out more because I want to make sure that we're placing our words and our stories and our thoughts in the, in the mode that they were intended as a picture and a letter. And so to take one part and draw it out can sometimes put more emphasis on it than if you take it in the picture of the whole thing Paul was saying. So I do feel that the whole thought, the whole pericope, if we're going to use that word, for those who uh, are aware, that's just a thought process, like a, a, a mode of thought in the Bible that isn't verses or chapters so much, but just that thought is a pericope. I think it's a fun word to say. I think it's really good to have taken that whole thought together, even though I actually think the ending of the text that I had really bleeds into the next. So I didn't spend too much time there because it wasn't the best cutoff point. But the whole thought together matters. So the watch out for dogs, the beware of dogs concept is to wake us up to what Paul's really saying. But to put too much emphasis on it might make us focus on the wrong thing, which is kind of the whole point of the text is not focusing on the wrong thing. Which segues us perfectly into my next question, which is, can you give us a bird's eye view summary of Philippians 3, 1 through 11? What's happening here? What is Paul saying? 
So Paul is addressing people who put too much emphasis on their own successes rather and because of that, it blocks them from seeing Christ. And so for Paul, he's basically saying success. I put that word in place of righteousness or confidence in the flesh because I think it applies and it's how we see life today more. For Paul, personal successes became blocks between him and Christ and what Christ truly wants and Christ's success. One interesting part of the text that has always stood out to me is verse 7 when Paul says that he counts everything as loss. And to me, it has always felt like a throwaway verse. Like he is, I'm throwing all of this away so that I can have Jesus. But as I have kind of thought and meditated on what he lists, his righteousness, not just based on his actions, but based on, and this is, I'm taking it from you, his actions and his heritage, all of that, he's blameless. And other than persecuting the church, I think his evaluation of himself is correct. Like he is blameless. And honestly, I wish I could say that about myself, that I am blameless. So uh, what is Paul really getting at that he counts it all as rubbish? Like is all that really meaningless? Is it all actually useless? I think that's really fascinating. And I think it's good because often we do feel that God's goals for us would be perfect keeping of the law. That God put that law out there, that the law is perfect because it is God's. So God's goals for us are perfect keeping of it. And we are able to say, but we're sinful, so we can't, so we need Christ's death. But really, that's what God would want, if possible. And I find it fascinating because what Paul is saying here is, I did that. I did that, and that was rubbish. That was excrement. That was the bad thing. Actually, perfect keeping of the law was bad for Paul. And so when we say, I wish I could, Paul's saying, no, you don't, because that becomes about self. That checklist religion puts the focus on self and becomes a block for seeing Christ and Christ's real, true righteousness that covers us. And it doesn't cover us when we mess up. It is instead the actual goal. It's not just this like, do your best, and then when you mess up, you're forgiven, But it's a flip of that, and it's saying Christ's righteousness and showing Christ is the goal. And when you show Christ's righteousness only, that's what comes through as perfect law-keeping, not my own checklist. Now, I want to be careful. I didn't want to say this when I spoke on Sabbath because I don't like to do too many side trains of thoughts, and I don't want to diminish what I'm saying. Am I saying that God doesn't enjoy our successes, doesn't want us to be to be proud of who we are, to be happy with who he created us to be. Absolutely not. Christ loves us. God loves us and likes us, as amazing as that is, and created good things in us. The problem is when those things are the goal, when those things are the focus, when becoming personally successful, even for good ulterior motives, right? We can have good motives with our success. I want to help as many people as possible in life. All of those things can be good, but if they become the goal, they block us from Christ. And when our goals fail, and that's what happens, that's the problem, is at some point, all those good successes, something bad will happen. Things will fail. And we tie that into our spiritual success as well. 
And that's the problem that God is pointing out here, that Paul is pointing out here for Christ, is when our goal is in everything that happens to show Christ's righteousness, then our personal success failures are, are actually accomplishments because we can say, how can I show Christ's righteousness in this failure? This is an opportunity to show Christ. I'm struggling maybe with perceiving that some people might think that there is a dichotomy between being blameless and knowing Christ. Is there a dichotomy there? Is it both and? Or is it one or the other? Is there a nuance? Again, I think the nuance, the, the not dichotomy is the focus and the goal. And so when we focus on Christ, his righteousness will be our goal for everything, even in any project, in any school project, in any relationship, in any friendship, anything. That's the goal of it. And the law shows us what God is like. So if I start to do things and say things that don't match with the law and the beauty of, of what it is in scripture, then it's not from Christ. So the law highlights what God wants for us and who God is. And making those things our goal, though, that will then shine through. When we focus on the law, then we miss what Christ is offering as far as his righteousness shining through. And we don't just miss it, we throw it away for our own selves and our own self-righteousness. So kind of moving forward on that verse, later in verse 8, he says that he's suffered the loss of all things. And clearly, he's not talking about what he was just talking about a few verses earlier. Like, he, he hasn't lost his circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't lost his heritage. He clearly is still blameless. He... He is still blameless, except that he's not persecuting the church anymore. Uh, but he says, I've suffered the loss of all things. What are these all things that he's talking about? Is it reputation? Is it material? Is it comfort? Is it the, the success that his blamelessness brought him? What, what are these things? So I haven't spent time with that question. And so I'm just going to go off the cuff a little bit here and say, one is, we have to understand what culture means. And each of us, anybody listening to this, we have our people, our people that raised us, our people that know us. And that is kind of how we define ourselves very much. We don't often break away from the definitions of our upbringing. I feel that maybe that is mostly what Paul is referring to. He was raised in a very defined, very safe way of seeing God and society and success. And it was very clear to lose that sense of self is a bit of a death. It's a whole death of what you always thought you wanted, what you thought you were supposed to be and what people that you respect and loved growing up expected of you. That's a huge loss to lose all of that that's, that's a painful, hard loss. And I feel that that's the words we're hearing there from Paul to say, I went through this and it was like a death. But the resurrection is worth it. That resurrection from the dead to go with that last verse that he says, those last words is, this is worth 
all of that loss. How do you see the gospel in this passage? The gospel is the good news, as as cliche as that sounds, but the good news that there's another way. That it isn't just bad or good and how we do things in this world. That that side sees it this way and the other side sees it the other way. But the good news is, is that Christ's kingdom is a whole different way. And that we have a God who we will give us that way of living now. That we don't have to wait for it. That it's not something that we have to strive or work for and check off a list and get there one step at a time, but that it can be freely given to us now if we put on Christ's righteousness. And that's what I see is that ability to, in my weakness, let God's shine through rather than have to hold up my strengths. Thank you for making time for us, Jenna. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the MGC podcast. If I'm honest with you guys, I am still wrestling with what Pastor Jana shared with us. And it's not that I'm wrestling with it because I disagree, but I'm wrestling with it because it is challenging to view my successes as rubbish and I'm more inclined to consider them rubbish when compared to knowing Christ but this is what I love about working with a diverse staff and that is that we are able to challenge each other and I hope that this conversation was able to do the same for you it was able to challenge you well, my friends, if you haven't done so yet, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And if you haven't done so yet, share this with a friend. I know it seems like a small thing, but it really helps us and it helps others find us. Till next time, grace and peace.